Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. I just saw something a good a good question to pose um, on the podcast, and then we can talk about the answers. Then pose it, motherfucker. Oh, uh, posing it when we start to shit. Fuck, don't be a poser, you know. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network, where all media exists. Hmm. Yeah. You like that? It's just a. You know, a heavy burden to bear now. You know, now I'm nervous. No, because you know we're like any other tech company. We make a big claim, but we, you know, very seldom deliver. Oh, that's just, true. just, just think Comcast. <laughs> Comcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. <laughs> so before we get into the uh, my reviews, real quick, but uh, I, I saw this on Facebook just before the show, and I wanted to ask Adam, can you guess? The most popular porn search in each country. In each country? Yeah. Uh, probably not. In America, I would think it would be something like teen. Actually, in the U.S., lesbian. That's because everybody's so fucking such a homophobe. <laughs> yeah. I can't watch porn if there's a dude there. Like, what? <laughs> I know. I'm a so strong, basically, you don't I'm, wanna, I'm, you don't. I'm, I'm a strong heterosexual male. I can't look at a dude giving it to her. <laughs> uh, can, you know, you, can you guess in the U- United Kingdom? Um, no. I, I wouldn't even begin to know where, where to start. Squirt. Oh, come on, guys. The <laughs> UK is supposed to be classy up there. All right, here, last one, Canada. This one's probably going to be so vile because I think of Canadians as like the nicest people on the planet <laughs> the closet the ones with like multiple skeletons in the closet it's like anal fucking 
I don't know. What is it? Teen. Teen? Yeah. yeah. But see, let, let's do a clarification for those that might not watch porn. When someone searches for teen, they're not actually looking for an underage person. Teen just means – teen in porn just means like 18, 19, 20. Someone who looks like a like a older teenager. Okay. I don't want to make it – I just don't want it to sound like, you know, we're, we're talking about underage porn here because that's Russia. But that's <laughs> – you're right. That's the one. If you said Russia, I would have said underage, you know, kid, <laughs> adolescent. You know, yeah, that's the all most people. popular porn search in Russia is Russian. Right. <laughs> in porn, you don't watch Russia. Or wait, wait, you don't – in what? In Russia, you don't watch porn. Porn watches you. <laughs> You know what creeps me out in, in porn sometimes? Mm. I don't mind when the girl like looks at looks at the camera. Oh yeah, some people but have a thing about that. I don't mind that if it's brief. <laughs> I don't like when they stare if, at the camera for like two POV? minutes. What if it's POV? POV's different. It, that makes sense. But but see I'm like that in real sex too. Like if a chick's giving me giving me head or I'm sorry, if my wife is giving me let's <laughs> <laughs> Clarification. Yeah, I don't want her to look up at me the whole fucking time. That's that's a swift way to get punched in the face. You know, like it's I don't know. It's just weird. It's just because someone's staring at you, and then and then almost when you're you're watching porn and she's staring at you, and God forbid the guy looks in the camera and fucking one second of eye contact and I'm changing it. Uh, if if the girl's looking in the camera for a while, you start feeling guilty. Like shit, I'm kind of watching this chick fucking right now. Like. You feel kind of bad. You know? like, oh, shit. What is a 40-year-old virgin? Yeah, we went to Tijuana and we saw this girl fucking a horse. I mean, like, the horse was really giving it to her. You know, kind of felt bad for the girl. Right. Actually, kind of felt bad for the horse. <laughs> no, it's like, I think eye contact humanizes the entire situation. So now you start thinking... Because now a, there's a connection. Yeah, this is a living, breathing human woman who's being anally fucking drilled if whatever you're watching you know i'm just not, I'm insight not... into what you watch right no i'm I actually i don't like anal at all to be honest i don't even like watching it it weirds me out yeah, i know it makes talk. me sound like a prude but i'm like you just watch bukkake yeah no i know it makes me sound like a prude but i'm just i don't i don't know like vaginas work pretty well <laughs> yeah. And another thing I don't like that also makes you sound like a prude, money shots. I don't like it. <laughs> like I, I think I'll say a girl in my past <laughs> asked me asked me if I wanted to do money. I'm like, no. And she's like she's like, why? And I'm like, it just it's too degrading to me. Like it's almost like you're like, I don't fucking <laughs> care if you exist. Like that you know what I mean? Here's the thing, it's like it's too degrading for me. What about me? Oh, I don't give a shit about you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a certain level of class I have to think of. You're, you're fucking whatever. You know. I don't know. Maybe I just respect women too much. That's doubtful. That email is... Uh, no. <laughs> the ladies. You can ch check out his Tinder profile. <laughs> Be sure to swipe the right direction. Oh, man. So, uh, this weekend was a busy movie weekend for me. I actually saw two movies in one weekend. The fuck is that about? Um, saw, an asshole. Yeah, I know, right? Because uh, I saw Iron Man and Trainwreck. So, um, really quickly... Uh, so quick... Ant-Man and Trainwreck. You said Iron Man. Oh, well, it's kind of like Iron Man. Ant-Man. It's really kind of like Iron Man instead, instead of, like, you know, 
repulsor rays and stuff. He shrinks. Yeah, it's kind of like Iron Man, just, you know, not. not. <laughs> uh, let me give a real quick I have a real quick review of Ant-Man uh, Ant-Man was a solid film it had more of a heist flair than it than a uh, superhero aspect it is more Iron Man than it was any other hero movie uh, this focused on Hank Pym creating something that he knew was too dangerous for the world to have and needed to make sure that it stayed with people that could handle it. Paul Rudd was a great was great as an everyman, and the visual effects were amazing. Uh, some great humor, and it never took itself seriously. Michael Pena, in my opinion, stole the show. So a very good movie. You need to get. You guys should go check it out, um, and you can see my entire review on it on the site. Um, the the shrinking. The, the what was awesome was what we see in the trailer you know the the shrinking and then rising fighting and all of that stuff was actually really really top notch i was really impressed by it um there was one part where you know hank pym tells uh, scott about the the suit and why they need to steal it and he looks at him and he goes so what do you think and then scott's like you need to call the avengers <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, and the, there's cool cameo in the beginning because you're actually dealing with Howard Stark in the very beginning of the movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. and I like the actor they had that played played Howard Stark. I thought he, he was even more suave than fucking um, yeah. Tony. Like, he got them ladies, though. Yeah. He, the, you, you, they bring him back, and they also bring back um, uh, Peggy Carter. So you see her a little older. But the cool thing is, is that where they're meeting, they're building the Treskillian. So, so that's uh, from Captain America. So that's little, little cool. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't remember what it was yeah. from. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but a lot of cool little like throwbacks to all the others. Like, uh, like uh, uh, Hank Pym goes, we can't. He goes, I'm not going to Stark because he already has a bad experience with Tony's father. And he's like, besides, they're probably too busy dropping cities. So making the little reference to Age of Ultron and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, really cool. I mean, you know, uh, I wasn't sure about it, you know, because I was like, going, yeah, cool, Ant-Man. But, you know, it's like Ant-Man just seems like an odd choice, you know, to bring in there. But the way he's they... He's an odd choice, but he's... I think Ant-Man 2 is a character that's so um, iconic with the Avengers. Yeah, they were gonna have to find some way to to sneak him in there. Yeah, and and I I think it, it, they did a really good job with it. Um, also, you know how they got Scott Lang into it, and there was one aspect of it that I was wondering if they were gonna touch on. Like um, uh, Hope is pissed because Hank recruited Scott, and she wanted to do it. You know, she's like, I know the place like the back of my hand. I should be the one wearing the suit. I should be the one going in there. And he and, you know, Hank keeps telling her, no, it's Scott. And there was one part that I'm like going, well, I know why he doesn't want her going in. And then Scott himself actually said it, which I thought was cool. He goes, look, he's not wanting you going there because I'm expendable. You know, and I was like, I go, "Okay, that's cool. He's aware of why he's going in there, you know. So I thought that was cool. A lot of a lot of. um, self-awareness in it so i thought that that was a great aspect of the movie and um i think yeah i think it's gonna be kind of underrated by a lot of people but so far a lot of the reviews have been pretty positive and a lot of people that went to go see were actually really surprised by it and we're just like it was fun it is a fun movie and uh the other one that i saw was train wreck 
uh, Amy Schumer <laughs> and <laughs> Amy Schumer and Judd Apatow. So Trainwreck is anything but what the title indicates. It was smart, funny, and definitely raunchy. I like the fact that it was raunchy, but not for the sake of being raunchy. The humor of the movie laid with uh, Amy Schumer and definitely brings her style into the film. She had a great presence and managed to keep to make all the characters come to life. I found it fresh and new. Being a romantic comedy, it manages to bring her personal life into the film, which makes it more real than cliche. You can also see the full review of, of Trainwreck on the website as well. Um, yeah, because she did... <laughs> there, you know how in every movie there's always that like falling in love montage? But uh, she does a voiceover and, and it's fucking hilarious. Like... Um, she's like, oh my god, yeah, we're like the two whitest people together. Like they're on the in Central Park, you know, you know, uh, remote controlling a boat in one of the little boat races. She's like, I don't, I don't understand how we did not get mugged that day. Super and, Stuart Little all day about it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and she's like, uh, they're showing her on a her and him on a rock having a pitch. She's like, oh yeah, we're having a picnic on a rock. You you know how many homeless people shit on that rock? Like she was just like bringing like the total crassness to the <laughs> to the montage, and it was really funny. I I was actually really surprised on, you know, uh, movies like this. And one of the one of my bit biggest pet peeves is movies that specifically focus on a girl, and or woman, whatever. And at the end of the movie, even if the girl fucks up the situation. The man is always the one that has to do the big grand gesture, you know. Yeah. It, and it makes it it makes it look like women are helpless without men, right? And, and they do that in almost every fucking romantic yeah, comedy. Exactly. And the one one movie that that flipped it, which I thought was great, was uh, Frozen. Remember? Mm, yeah. And uh, an interesting movie to say that flipped it too, because it was a Disney flick. But that's exactly what it did. Yeah, it flipped. You don't need you don't need a man. That was basically the, the <laughs> exactly. running thing. Exactly. And and Trainwreck did the same thing. They, they flipped it to make it not him having to do the grand gesture. And there were so many cameos. Daniel Radcliffe, Marissa Tomei, John Cena, Dave Attell, LeBron James. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of great cameos. And those cameos were hilarious. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Marissa Tomei. They, uh, John Cena and Amy Schumer went to this movie and he's, she's like, so what's this movie about? He goes, it's called The Dog Walker. It like got rave reviews at Sundance. And it's Marissa Tomei and Daniel Radcliffe, who's a dog walker, but he's like total like hipster, fuck the world kind of thing, smoking. It's kind of like French, but not. Right. And he has all these fucking dogs. He wants to be French. Right. And he's got all these dogs tied to him as he's walking them down the street and uh, trying to seduce like Marissa Tomei, who has a poodle and stuff like that. It was so bad, like hilariously bad but they they fully committed to it it was hilarious <laughs> you're just like what the fuck people <laughs> but uh yeah so definitely two movies you guys should check out uh both did pretty well came in number one and number three this weekend so um and if you're in la it's a good way to you know beat the fucking um fucking humidity jesus <laughs> it's getting a little ridiculous over mm-hmm. there. I added something quickly. I don't know if it's updated because I put something and then I didn't want to talk about it. And I put something more fun. Um, <laughs> so while Steve was running around watching all these fucking movies, I um, all this talk of Marissa Tomei, <laughs> uh, I rewatched a, uh, one, a favorite movie of mine, My Cousin Vinny, uh, yesterday. 
So I was laughing the <laughs> entire fucking time. That movie is such a classic. And it's such a fish out of water, fucking just crazy. I love that bit when um, they first show up. They're out of the car, and, and, and you know Joe Pesci gets out, and he looks ultra fucking New York Italian. They <laughs> the leather, got the, the leather, Italian, the leather suit jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then Marissa Tomei gets out, and she's in like a nice tight black dress and the fur coat and she's got that and, little uh, white hair kind of thing in her that little streak in her hair or something yeah, like that. And, yeah. And, and he's like he's like look at you you stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> oh, and just their, their whole interactions with you though they're so funny and i it, it maybe oh I yeah like, you blend yeah oh yeah <laughs> you blend <laughs> i bet the chinese food is terrible <laughs> My God, Marissa Tomei fucking owned on it, and I actually uh, forgot that's where she won that Academy Award too yeah. uh, for my cousin Vinny. Um, so <laughs> the other scene that I forgot about is when he's talking about hunting, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't like it, you know. And he's like, uh, "What do you think of these pants?" After she's already run pissed off into the bathroom, she shuts the door and he goes, "What do you think about these pants?" And she's not answering, and he goes, "Oh!" And she comes out, and that whole bit where she's like, "She's like you're." A little deer, and you <laughs> put your little lips to the water, and you, you drink, and then bam, a bullet goes through your fucking head. <laughs> and then the, the last line's the best. <laughs> and let me ask you, are you gonna give a fuck with the guy who shot you was wearing? <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair. Oh, I was God, laughing thanks. so fucking hot. And then um, just the whole movie is great. And oh, yeah. I like where I like Joe Pesci where he's like. Uh, so the two youths, uh, excuse me, did you say youths? <laughs> two youths. And he's like, so the two defendants. <laughs> that he that gives him that little look. Yeah. There was another. There was another time heavy laughing too when he um he he walks to the back of the courtroom, to the old lady. He says, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And then the judge goes, uh, "Let the let the record show he's holding up two fingers." And he goes, come on. <laughs> Judge goes, sorry. And then he goes, okay, Mrs. Riley. And only Mrs. <laughs> Riley. <laughs> I love it when he comes into that suit, that red, like, burgundy suit. And he's like, and my suit got full. And then he goes into that whole story. And I go to the store. And it's closed because of illness. The whole store is out sick. So I had to go. <laughs> to the south, and to the I second as store. I wore this ridiculous <laughs> thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So May though she can she gets a little too sexy in a couple of scenes. Just right. the way she talks is just hot. Oh, and I was yeah. talking. I was talking to my. Uh, I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, Marissa Tomei's too sexy in this movie. And she goes, How so? It's like, just the way she talks and stuff. She goes, She sounds annoying. And I go, oh, she doesn't sound annoying. She sounds fucking sexy. And when she talks about the, uh, I think my wife is being a hater, but you know. Yeah. Um, when she talks about the sink. Oh, yeah. So she's overdoing every syllable. <laughs> not fully closing her mouth. I'm like, she can come over here and fucking fix my sink. You understand what I'm talking about? I wish she uh, showed, when she shows Joe Pesci the pictures, it's like, oh, my God, you got the case breaker. Me in the shower. It's his head sticking out of the shower. It's a shot of me from behind. Didn't know I could feel any worse about myself. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. And you know what they have um, on YouTube? Full movie is the Supa. The other, the other one with Joe Pesci in it where he lived in the building that he managed. Yeah, yeah. That movie's not as good, but it's still funny. 
Um, and I don't know. I, I, I just my cousin Vinny's a fucking classic. Like you just can't you can't not laugh at that fucking movie. It's one of those movies that if it's on, no matter where it is, you'll catch it and you'll watch. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all ding 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 ding. Yesterday I asked you <laughs> if it was normal for a train to come through here. <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning. You told me no. And he goes, Yeah, it's usually comes at five after four. <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> and then the when he gets sent to jail for contempt in the yeah. prison riot and he's sleeping like a fucking baby. <laughs> the most New York thing that Joe Pesci did. Let's say New England, New York, whatever. <laughs> I know someone's gonna get upset. Um the most New York thing that he did in that movie is when he's talking to the guy who stiffed uh, Marissa Tomei for the 200 bucks. Oh, yeah. The whole conversation with him where he's smiling the whole time <laughs> and he's telling him he's going to kick his ass, but he just looks like calm and collective. That's so fucking New York, dude. Oh, nice. Like, like I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's from the streets of New Jersey, so That's you right. know, you know, he, he's all of. about that life. <laughs> oh, he was from um, Brooklyn. Oh, he grew up in Jersey, though. Who? Joe Pesci. I'm not talking about Joe Pesci. I'm talking about the character. Oh, well, the character. Playing. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, you know, he he grew up in Jersey, so oh, yeah. he's like, you know, he had he knew where to pull from. You had to kill somebody just to get a bowl of cereal in the morning <laughs> in Jersey. No, oh, man. that is a great movie. Yeah, I love it. Uh, all right, so really quickly, we should jump into the take my money section, which we haven't done in a while. Uh, and it took money today yeah so <laughs> yeah because uh it's it's one of you know we're all about them deals right because we all about being broke yeah we're all, being, we're all being about that broke shit because we about that life That's um right. so if you are xbox live gold members some good shit out there for you uh Which you should be because microsoft kills it with the free games they give you yeah and it so one of the the free games this month, and I'm not, you know, you'd, I haven't heard very many people talking about it. Assassin's Creed's Black Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Right. Um, this is one of those things that, yeah, you may not, you maybe you owned it for the PlayStation Three or the Xbox Three Sixty. Still, it's free. Get it. For and it's the enhanced edition, so the right. graphics are so good. And no, it is not the best Assassin's Creed. No. But it's free. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't a bad Assassin's Creed. I wish they would have put the um, uh, Assassin's Creed Three for free, the American one. Oh yeah, that, I love that. that. The, just the story, and it was just great. Yeah, that would have been great on that. But uh, yeah, so and just be thankful it's not Unity. <laughs> Unity. <laughs> so yeah, definitely if you have Xbox Live Gold, uh, yeah, it's a little more than the PlayStation, but you know, and this one here is. This is one of the first ones that's not only available for half the month. It's actually available for the whole month. They're doing. I hope they keep doing that. I, they're doing. I hope they're doing the Sony thing because it, it's kind of hard to remember which is coming out when. Well, they the way they did it this month was kind of interesting because it was three games total. Yeah, they usually and do what one or two. Yeah, and you could get Assassin's Creed was all month, and then. I forget what the other games were, but there was a game in half the month and a game. So they ca- it's almost like they had both yeah. both systems in place. Um, but I like the whole month thing because that's how Sony does it. Sony's like, here's your two games. And then yeah. you have all month to download them. And exactly. It makes life easier. And then um, I'll go into this one. Fucking um, This one was not free this month, but a damn good sale. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for the Xbox One. Now, I have... Um, 
I have played this. I had it on the PlayStation 3. And uh, the thing was is I played it on like a fucking tube TV at the time. Like I was <laughs> – I was I was living that struggle when I had it. <laughs> now I'm not too much in the struggle. Like I got a nice TV and stuff like that, but um, it was only ten bucks. Yeah, nine fifty, I think. That was only because uh, I told you. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got to keep each other in the know, yeah. dude. Because I just because I went on to Xbox, I was like, oh shit, I got to get Assassin's Creed. So when I went in there, all of a sudden it was like, you know, you know, uh, gold member sale. So I was like, oh, let's look, and I saw I'm like, holy shit, nine ninety nine like 10 bucks for the definitive edition yeah. i i paid it used 15 bucks and that was for my ps4 and uh that and that was one of the reasons why i chose not to get because like well i already have it for the ps4 it doesn't make any damn sense for me to spend another 10 bucks and get on the xbox uh especially since i've already seen the upgrade it's fucking amazing but uh it's a really i good... haven't played tomb raider yet yeah it's really it, uh, oh my god when uh, when i saw it on the ps4 i was just ex- i was blown away when i saw it on the ps3 but when I saw it on the PS4, I was just like, wow, it looks so amazing. Uh, it's a definitive edition, so it means it has all that extra content. Uh, if, you, if you're if you waiting for the new one, uh, this is a great way to 10 bucks, get it. And then it gets you all pumped up and ready for the, the second game for the second game that comes out later this year. And so. I do have to say, um, in this section, I know um, a couple podcasts ago I talked about how uh, you could stream the Xbox One to a Windows 10 PC. Yeah. Well, I only had tried it. I didn't really like – I only played for like a minute. But um, now I fired up Black Flag um, and I played for a solid hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Not one bit of lag or anything like that. Now, I did notice it does the Netflix thing where it starts the graphic the, – the feed will get poor. Oh yeah, pick come back and up. Yeah, I mean, but you, it is what it is. You know what I mean? For what you're doing, I mean, it's better than it just freezing, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because the Xbox isn't gonna pause the game for you. Exactly. So, um, it was real cool. Like, I had the controller up here. I turned on the Xbox from the computer. I I synced right up and I played the game. It takes like thirty seconds to get fully synced up. I, I noticed the audio comes in first, and then the video will come in, and then you're good. Yeah, yeah usually. Yeah, turn the game on. Played it turn the game off, turned it off on the computer, and it was good to go. Like, it was it was pretty slick, so... Nice. Um, I can't wait for Windows 10 to come out. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it's coming out pretty soon, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's coming out pretty soon, but when I actually am able to get it is a different story. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, because they're actually... You know what, though? I was thinking about that. It's better that they do that it rollout. Is. It really Because they're not going to have... They're lessening the chances that they're going to have launch problems dramatically. Right. You know, because... Oh, it's like here's our server that holds Windows 10. Now have millions of people access it all at once. Yeah, you know it's just a little ridiculous. Know, they can I, control it. Exactly. You have people that are bitching about it, but it's like, yeah, it's because you just want it. The thing is, is that I would rather wait and make sure it's good than to get it all out and end up looking like you know the PC version of Arkham Knight. You know, or you could be slick like I did and get the uh, preview version like a week before. <laughs> and all it's going to do is upgrade. Right, right. You know, mine's already, they took the watermark off in the last update. Oh, wow. Because oh, wow. you know how my, Windows will have the, it'll say the version number in the bottom. Right. They'll do, it'll do that when you have a bootleg, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know from a lot of you heard, probably. From what we've heard. Oh, no, I, I did it. <laughs> it. Microsoft's more open about, they know bootleggers, so I'm more open about, yeah, right. back in the day. I don't do it anymore, but. Right, right. <laughs> uh all Much. right 
(laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time we jump into some news. So in TV news this week, even though Constantine suffered an exorcism from NBC earlier this year, it may not be entirely over for that show. Most importantly, the talented actor behind the role. IGN is reporting that producers of Arrow are looking to bring the character to Arrow for season four as they are beginning to introduce mysticism and spirituality into the show. The show's producer, Wendy Marcel, said, yeah, we really want to do this. It's something we've been talking uh, to DC about, and it's just a question of political things, but also the actor schedule. We're trying to work it out, but we don't know 100% if it's going to happen. When I heard the actor schedule, that actually made me literally um, erect. Because I was thinking, holy shit, they're gonna bring uh, they're gonna bring Matt Ryan in to do Constantine. That would be fucking awesome, right? Because we know they're gonna start getting into that because you know uh, White Canary is supposed to come back for the uh, Heroes of Tomorrow uh, series that's going to be introduced midway through the season as a mid-season replacement. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're gonna have to deal with the Lazarus Pit, which they kind of already talked about in the last season. So. It definitely should be should be a lot of fun, and I, I I always thought that it would be awesome if they since it is a DC property to bring it over and put it on the CW because who knows we could get more out of uh, more Constantine or maybe just call uh, maybe just change the title around. Well, I think I think the I mean the actor that played Constantine was great. I think they had a solid premise. They were just having a hard time grabbing the um, audience's attention. I, and I, sometimes it has a lot to do with time slot. And, and then you also and have the network. Shit. And then the network yeah. and NBC really just kind of didn't know how to promote it. NBC's been fucking up lately. dude. Oh, yeah. And I think with because CW has a lot of that kind of stuff on there, it fit perfectly. Supernatural, um, right. the 100, all the, you know, all of those mystical kind of shows. Bring him on there. I think it would definitely it'll definitely be good. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down, dude. Because I and that would make it kind of interesting too. Because the super, <coughs> excuse me, the supernatural doesn't really exist in Arrow currently, as far as I know. Right. So it brings kind of a whole different, um, a different world to tackle, especially for for a character like Arrow, because Arrow is, I mean, in essence, he's Robin Hood. I mean, he doesn't right. have any magic powers or anything exactly. Like he's that. not a superhero, you know. And while Constantine doesn't have any natural magic powers, he essentially does because yeah. of the knowledge that he has, the arcane and stuff like that. So I think that would be great. And I love Catholic fucking lore. It's just oh, so yeah. great. Like I just love watching it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of that bullshit. <laughs> um. So HBO's uh, standalone streaming service, HBO Now, uh, has made its way to Android devices after its short time as an Apple exclusive. <laughs> um, the service is now available on all Android devices that can run such an app. You know if you have one. I'm not going to sit here with a fucking list. If you have an Android phone from eight years ago, it's obviously <laughs> not going to run HBO Now. Um, if you have, uh, what is it, a sidekick? Not going to run. Right. I'm actually I'm thinking about this HBO now. Especially. I thought you were saying I'm gonna. Th- I was thinking about the sidekick. <laughs> so I'm gonna get a sidekick too. Shit, no, I wanted one of those back in the day. Oh, so did I. Um, I think everybody did. Yeah. Uh, as a refresher, HBO provides a lot of hit shows such as True Detective, Game of Thrones, and Silicon Valley. Um, of course, a large collection of old shows such as The Sopranos uh, are available through the app as well. That's actually kind of 
one of the reasons I was like, I might get that HBO Go because The Sopranos was a dope show. Yeah, so I love that fucking show. Um, HBO now costs around the same as all the other streaming services at 15 bucks. Actually, I kind of misspoke there. It's a little higher than yeah. – um, uh, but it's premium yeah. stuff. You know, HBO is going to charge you a little and bit more. It, and it's also – you don't have to wait. You know, it's like it's available. I think it's available time and time and day. When like Game of Thrones comes out, it'll be available on HBO Go. There's no like, you know, like you get on Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, and I'm sure you're not fucking with commercials like Hulu has all that bullshit. Um, HBO isn't stopping at Android and Apple either, with plans to bring the app to Chromecast and Fire TV. Both Amazon and Google have confirmed uh, we can expect HBO now on their services very soon. Uh, that's in within weeks soon. So I, s- I still have an old Chromecast. I gotta boot that thing up again. I haven't used it in forever. It also makes sense that um, now that it's on Android, very easy to port it over to Chromecast and Fire TV. They run basically on the same code. Yeah. Um, so that's good. I was I was uh, I kind of smelled an exclusivity deal when it only came out on Apple. That's really the only reason they they put apps on Apple, just Apple or just Android. Is there's yeah. exclusivity deals? Just Apple does it more often than Android does. And it's also easier to run it out on Apple on ios because you're dealing with just one os yeah you know and then, you, you can android. get all the bugs out of the main stuff and then you can yeah. port it over and, yeah you know i, I get it you know, but it's um it's cool. still annoying <laughs> it's still annoying because i have android products but right. um yeah so now my question mm-hmm. do people who have hbo on their cable service do they automatically have hbo now or is it completely separated no from- hbo you're thinking of hbo go Gate so HBO. you, so like you have HBO, so you have HBO Go, right? I have, it, which is I, essentially the same fucking thing, right? Which means, but I can, you know, it, it just, I kind of like HBO Go more than actually HBO because I can watch it whenever I want, right? Um, and binge whatever. So but on uh, it, yeah, and but HBO Now is the is the service that you can have without having an HBO account. So mm. if you don't have HBO at all, you can sign up for HBO Now, and then boom. You'll you'll have HBO access. Yeah, and if this takes off, here's the real issue here. If this takes off, and all the other premium channels start doing this, Showtime, the only thing, yeah, and the the only thing left that cable will have is sports. Yeah, and those options are already available for streaming. They just need to be more um, robust because I can go like MLB Live, I think it's called, and yeah. I can pay. I think twenty twenty five dollars a month, and I can watch every baseball game on the right. planet. You know, so cable. I think cable pretty soon is the way TV is watched is is slowly. Yeah, they're gonna destroyed. They're gonna have to really integrate over there, but that's a whole another podcast. <laughs> Show we is yeah. All right, moving on into gaming news. So early last week, it was reported that a performance patch to help the beleaguered Batman Arkham Knight PC version would wouldn't not come any earlier than September. Well, according to the game's stream page or Steam page, sorry, stream, uh, Steam page, it looks like we could see an quote interim patch update end quote uh, would come sometime in August. Quote: Warner Brothers Interactive, Rocksteady, and our partners are targeting an interim patch update for existing players to be released in August. The statement says the update will address many of the issues we have listed in our June twenty seventh update. Uh, so it's an interim patch. God knows what the fuck that means. Uh, it means in it, between patches, right? It's just you know, here's another patch 
but we're not going to do a major one until probably September. Yeah. Um, which, in, in my opinion, is still fucked up because they should have just held off on the PC version, um, you know, if they knew there were going to be this many bugs or, you know, even if they knew it was going to not run flawlessly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were ho- like. And this is based on the, the article that you did recently about them already knowing there were issues. Yeah, the QA. Did they, yeah. did they know the full extent of those issues? Because I don't know what they, they thought they were going to accomplish here. Well, in the full and, article that I read from, I think it was Kotaku. Um, you can find the link on the website, lazygeeks.com in that story. But uh, according to them, they said that they really, not only were they unsure about the PC version, is because they were designing this game for the next gen consoles and they had no idea how what to do with the next gen stuff is that they spent sent so many more people over to the console version that the pc units were actually kind of being dwindled down a little bit and that that makes sense but releasing them at the same time when you've pulled so much weight off of the pc for it doesn't make sense to me exactly and if if they knew how bad it was why would they even bother? Because my my theory here, and this is based on because they they actually pulled the game off of Steam. Like right. we're not going to sell it until it's ready. That's pretty drastic. So right. I'm thinking they they thought maybe there were a few kinks in the chain, but I don't think they knew it was completely broken. Right. And in, and I'm not trying to save anyone's ass here. I'm just you know thinking. Yeah, because it doesn't do anybody any good by throwing it out there knowing that it's going to be shit, and then yeah. having to pull it later. You know I. I'm assuming they were – it could have been another situation of, well, it might not be as bad as they say it is. So, you know, let, let's still do it. Or this is – and it is Warner Brothers. It's not – I mean, you know, obviously Rocksteady has to submit to Warner Brothers. Um, and I think it was more of Warner Brothers. This is probably one of the issues that you have when you have a non-tech company or non-gaming company running a show. Because like yeah, rock, they'll be like, oh, we'll just sort it out. Yeah, rock, like you know, rock, um, uh, Naughty Dog, and uh, fuck, uh, Rockstar. Jesus, I don't know why that could. could you know, you've heard them where they say, oh, well, they're delaying it because they want to make sure it's it's good. You Bethesda's, obviously Bethesda's, Bethesda's done that. One. You don't hear that from Ubisoft, but no. you know, oh, uh, that's not a burn. That's just true. It is true. <laughs> it really is true. Yeah. Unity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it, i i think when you have a company like warner brothers who's like no we've set this time we've already pushed it back we need to have it out now we'll send it out you know and they probably thought no nah, it'll probably get worked out and it's you know and and, and warner my, brothers is a media company they're, right they're not a video game company yeah, and, and, and actually if you really think about it they've only just now started really getting big time into video games because they've been getting a lot of uh and the batman games were a big part of that they're getting a lot of play with that exactly and now bigger and more complex games are coming out and i, I think they're just not making the right choices yeah and and if you notice though that in the article the qa people mentioned warner brothers the entire time they did not say anything about rocksteady right so in my opinion with the not said being said uh it could be more of a rock city's like you know what we would really feel better if we could hold this back a little bit no we've committed to this we need to have it out yeah i'm and 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 i think you're right on point with this because when everything did come down and they they took the game off the wording in a lot of the articles was rocksteady has now come on board to facilitate with the port and this and that and the other thing right. so i think rocksteady 
was working on it and then Warner Brothers just kind of going, okay, thanks, and took it yeah. to sell it. And Rocksteady really didn't have any power at that point um, because I think they're porting they're, – was it a separate company that was handling the port? Yeah, I think it was a separate company that was handling the port. I think Rocksteady was really handling the uh, the next-gen consoles. For so Rocksteady was probably real hands-off, especially yeah. if you had a separate entity. Uh, and that is always scary, especially when um, – their Rocksteady was so focused on the next, and I I fully agree they should be focused on the next gen consoles yeah. just to make sure that was legit. But um, it sucks that the PC version just kind of got pushed into the back. Yeah, because if you if you look at the statement, it's Warner Brothers Interactive, Rocksteady, and our partners. Right. So you know it could be anything, but well, yeah. Warner Warner Brothers probably has a has a company that does ports like yeah, you know, on retainer. But they, have, <laughs> have you have you heard the the latest rumor? Hmm. That be you know now that uh, they're done with the uh, Batman series, they're going to possibly do a Superman version. I would be excited if it's good. I mean, <laughs> Rocksteady did something to the Batman gaming scene that was no one thought would happen. I mean, it was yeah. so good. But the thing that makes it good is all the gadgets, and you have to be tactical. Superman doesn't have to be tactical. Right. He's fucking Superman. Like, he can fly through a wall. You know, like, he but doesn't what, have to sneak around. Yeah, and but what also is good about the Batman series is that the story. Very, very detailed. So many well, you stuff. Can, you can write a good Superman story, too. Yeah. The problem with Superman is if there has to be a challenge. Right. So, Superman Obviously, is, it's Lex. Lex right. is good. Yeah. But the thing with Superman is... Now the challenge is going to have to be some form of superhuman thing because he can't just fight street thugs like Batman does (laughs) because he's going to hit them and they're all going to die. Right. You know, it's just is no point. He'll hit one guy and all five of them will die. Yeah, exactly. Without even touching them. Exactly. But um, I mean, I would love to have a quality game where I could be Superman. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. Yeah. You know, but look, just the added complexity of being able to fly. Yeah. You know, and and they can't do cheap shit like oh, there's um all of a sudden kryptonite in the air so you <laughs> no it's like now you're made a Batman game with a Superman suit and it's gonna be... <laughs> and also if you took Superman's powers away he basically fights like a farmer from Kansas yeah. and it's <laughs> not that interesting um so yeah yeah but we'll see I mean that I I would I would definitely be I'd have a close eye on it yeah. you know to see how that would be because I I. I just like what Rocksteady does, but whatever. Right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on up. Moving on up. Kerbal Space Program is one of my favorite games of all time. Well, I don't always play it due to time constraints and rage quits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your rocket explodes one too many times. You got to put it down. Yeah. Um, the space exploration simulator provides endless fun for all you science nerds out there. Using technology similar to what we use in real life traveling to space isn't always very easy. Well, it's never really that easy. (laughs) Um, Scott Manley, uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, is known for a lot of gaming videos, but he does really extensive um, Kerbal Space Program. He he is an astronomer by trade, and so he understands the science. um, He just, to pay homage to NASA's current New Horizons mission... Um, which just made a pass by and gave us our first ever close-up looks of the planet Pluto and actually showed me a planet surface that I did not expect. 
So oh. that was that was very interesting. Was. There's mountain ranges on the fucking thing. I, I know. Like, what? I know. I said, I go. I, my first was like, oh my god, we found Krypton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mission is an impressive one, being the f- the fastest man-made ob- object to date, as well as being the only spacecraft, um, quote unquote, probe to be launched directly into into Earth escape velocity instead of making a few loops. Um, around our fair blue globe before it took off. That was actually the biggest feat. Is It, it was so fast that it just went <laughs> straight to Pluto. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. You could also hear in the background, even though space is devoid of air and sound and stuff like that, you could still hear... <laughs> it did It did do a gravity assist around Jupiter, which is extra badass that we live in a time where we made something that needed a gravity assist around <laughs> Jupiter. Like, that's just so fucking cool. Um, okay, so it's a masterpiece of engineering, much like most of what NASA makes that's successful. Um, and Manly has recreated the mission with a high level of accuracy in the game. Using a large amounts of mods, this Kerbal Space Program is very moddable. Uh, Manly was able to launch a reenactment of the New Horizons mission with Kerbal Space Program. One very notable mod being being used is changing the game's solar system to our own and giving it realistic distances. Uh, the game's solar system is different, pla- very similar. I mean, there's a planet called the fourth planet from the sun is called Duna, and it's red. You mm-hmm. know, but the the main difference is the for ease of gameplay, the distances are much more scaled down. Like, I think the farthest out planet from the Kerbal Star is, like, the distance from the star to Earth. Oh, wow. From the sun to Earth, but whatever. Um, either way, it's amazing. An watch. astronomical unit. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get technical. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can over to, head over to lazygeeks.com onto uh, this article, and I, I have his full video up. And um, also, this gives me a, a good opportunity to uh, to let everybody know if you want to see the best quality Kerbal Space Program um, gameplay videos. And you, you've been curious about the game. He has a lot of tutorials up. He also does... Uh, most of the games he plays are space oriented So he has, like, Elite Dangerous and stuff like that. Um, love the guy. Scottish guy. You know, so he's yeah. fun to listen to. <laughs> um, but uh, Scott Manley, uh, definitely look him up on YouTube. But uh, yeah, he made it too. The probe looked almost just like New Horizons. So fucking cool, man. <laughs> the Kerbal Space Program is like the coolest fucking game. So. Oh, by the way, uh, I've been doing this for the quite a few of the last podcasts. But um, in case you, you want to, just go to the... Uh, you can go to whatever YouTube. I mean, to I'm um, YouTube. You can go to iTunes, our iTunes site, and we have and our show notes has all the links to all the stories. So you guys, um, if in case you don't want to search through the website, just go to the uh, show notes and click on it. It'll take you right there. You know, good guy Steve's always helping you out. <laughs> exactly, because I got to. I provided nothing. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. How about that? Yeah. You want something free? Go to Steve. <laughs> Jesus. No handouts over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a dick. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So... It's part of my charm, really. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, moving on into comic news. During San Diego Comic Con, Bruce Tim announced that the next DC animated movie would be Batman the Killing Joke. 
After that, the internet exploded. No details about the film were announced, but it, is, but it has garnered so much attention that Mark Hamill, who recently retired from voicing the Joker, wants to come back to voice the character. Uh, the graphic novel itself is considered by many to be the ultimate Joker book and is considered to be the best Batman story of all time. Uh, we can expect the movie sometime in 2016. How awesome would that be to get Mark Hamill back? I, Mark Hamill or at least Baker. But Mark Hamill, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited to see. The, first of all, the level of quality. The DC animated movies has me excited already. Because they, they make the best animated comic book movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. They take it seriously. Yeah. The artwork is always... Um, it's really well done, but not like grainy and fucking weird. Right. Um, what was that last one? Attack on Arkham? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was called. Yeah. So fuck good. Yeah, Loved yeah. it. You know, so definitely looking forward to this. Um, they did in in Arkham Knight. They re- reenacted that scene where he shoots um Barbara. Oh yeah. And it was pretty good too. So you know, it's uh, well, I mean, it's not good what happened to Barbara. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> I don't want anyone to get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So staying on the uh, DC train, I guess. Uh, so this is from IGN. I actually just saw this and I, I was like, I have to talk about it. So one character, well, there's a few characters that we don't hear much about, about the new Suicide Squad movie, uh, mainly because everyone's like Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, right. um, which is, you know, great, but <laughs> there's other people on the team. Um, Cara, uh, Delvini, it's Delvini, isn't that how you say it? The one who plays Enchantress. I think so. I think so. The enchanting Cara Delvini plays enchantress in the film uh recently spoke about her um her character uh which is i think one of the characters too that a lot of people don't know anything about um so i'm just going to read the article it's it's pretty quick um suicide squad's enchantress model turned actress cara delvini has opened up about her character's killing killer moves in the film and recalls her disappointment over losing the title role in tim burton's alice in wonderland i probably won't talk about about that part the spoiler <laughs> um speaking to time dovini hyped the upcoming david um ayer directed supervillain flicks saying quote suicide squad is going to be freaking awesome and went on to tease i will kill people with my bare hands <laughs> um the actress model revealed that for her suicide squad audition director david ayer asked her to perform the character a character of martha from who's afraid of virginia wolf uh, a role that she had played in a school production. But Iyer told her to forget everything she knew about the character and try reading it enough different ways that Delvini wanted to beat people up by the end of the audition. Delvini told Time how she's been modeling to pay for acting, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about her personal life. That is, only if her <laughs> character characters are She only play characters that are strong. Everyone tried to typecast me as the dumb blonde model or the girl who gets killed, I take what roles I do very seriously. I always want to portray a strong female. Acting roles for women are usually less strong and like bleeding hearts. This is actually, um, that's a sentiment that we've been hearing a lot lately. I know, um, uh, what's her name who played, uh, Gamora. Oh yeah. She says the same thing. Like she doesn't want to play damsels in distresses and, 
I don't. I mean, I completely agree. I, there should be strong, you know, female roles, but it's okay to be in distress too. You know, <laughs> it, it doesn't make you. It not everybody's a fucking hero, right? You know? But um, the the interesting part about all this is that. I'm surprised that no one has been talking about Enchantress because she's just as hot as the other, as I just talked about girl power. Um, Cause we all, <laughs> we all know why people are talking about Harley Quinn. Right. Um, she's more popular character. Fine. But it's also cause she's hot. You know what I mean? Like, come on. We know how the media works. Right. People, this chick's a model. Yeah. No one's talking about her. Maybe it's because she looks dirty and fucking creepy in the movie. Probably. But, uh, uh, we just, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we did see a little clip of her um, that hints that we'll get her origin story in the film. Yeah. You see her um, spelunking. This yeah. Kate exploration. Uh, that's how that character actually gets her powers. She encounters like a, a mythical creature in a cave. So it looks like they're right on par with that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because on Polygon, I was listening to their, um, their little daily mini-map podcast. Just like 15 minutes of like news from the day before. Um, and they were talking about um, the uh, Suicide Squad. And they actually were saying that it's, you know, obviously it's not uncommon for people to die in a Suicide Squad, suicide squad book because they use lesser known, you know, villains and stuff like that. And they actually went through the current cast and gave odds on, the, you know, if they're going to make it out of this movie or not. So kind of it was kind of interesting. Yeah, someone's dying. That's the whole point of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Is someone always dies. Yeah. You know, so it's it, I think it's going to be whoever in the trailer you saw the least of. <laughs> so it's going to be and le- it, but it isn't going to be Killer Croc. Yeah. Because he never dies. He's too he just doesn't. He died in the in the animated thing. <laughs> Actually, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. A couple of them died in that. But... Yeah. It was so good at the end. Oh yeah, the fucking Riddler's like, you guys don't, you guys don't, uh, you guys don't get it, do you? <laughs> and he's, he's like, it's Batman. It's a fucking the whole time that dude was Batman. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck? I didn't even see it. <laughs> I know. So, I totally didn't even see that one coming. I was like, oh shit, that was awesome. That's what you get for doubting Batman. Yeah. They had a fight off camera, and you think, oh, I guess he kicked Batman's ass. Why did you even think that? I know. You're not That's a Batman fan myself. if you don't yeah, exactly. you think that. I, I was shameful of myself. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I thought Batman got his ass kicked. Yeah. Or he was hiding from something, you know? Yeah, hiding, please. <laughs> he Batman doesn't hide, he stalks. Yeah, that's it. Okay. He's only hiding before he kicks somebody's ass. He doesn't hide. He doesn't hide from an ass whooping. <laughs> I mean, I was doing that in Arkham Knight. Like I had a goal. I was like, I want, I want to be fucking super sneaky. Because most of the, you could be pretty fucking Rambo about it. Yeah. When you're Batman, if you know what you're doing, it's like fuck that. I want to kill everyone in the room without no one ever noticing. <laughs> and I was doing it too. I was fucking like fucking silent takedowns coming out of grates and pulling people down and shit. <laughs> oh, it's so satisfying. It is. It really is. All right. Moving on into technology news. Batman! <laughs> uh, Comcast announced last week a 2 gigabit per second internet service. Unfortunately, it's not for the cheap. The service is expected to cost $2.99 a month after the promotional $1.59 a month ends. Installation could be the killer as it could incur fees up to 500 bucks for installation and up to $500 for activation. 
Ars Technica is reporting that the service will be available in Central Division of the United States, which includes Chicago, Miami, uh, Atlanta, Nashville, Detroit, Chattanooga, uh, and in other areas like Peoria, Champaign, and no- uh, Knoxville, and South Bend, Indiana. Wait, Chattanooga? Chatta- Chattanooga. The fuck is that? Uh, Tennessee, I think. That sounds Canadian. Isn't <laughs> it? A little no. bit. No, that's where they just had that uh, that Marine shooting. Oh really? Yeah. Oh well, I wasn't making fun of that. Just to right. clarify, I just I never <laughs> I never heard that town before. I must have missed it in the news broadcast. That's like Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fuck is that? Oh, it's in California. Ice Cube lived there for a little bit, so it's cool. <laughs> Wait, was it Rancho Cucamonga that they went to? I think it was. Who cares? Go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Um. Yeah. Two gigabit service from Comcast. Yeah. Okay. 300 bucks a month plus almost a thousand bucks just to get the thing set up that's ridiculous the fuck you know what though it it, it's good in a way because services like this they'll they always start off expensive and then they'll they they make it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper too then eventually everybody has it you know so well given that it's comcast obviously we know they're jacking up the prices for everything because in in my piece that i did for the site uh noted that at&t service is Oh, about, you know, half that. <laughs> As and then Google Fiber, which is coming to the area. They were uh they were big tout they were touting we're double the speed that Google and AT and T offer. Yeah, and you're more like three times the price. Right. Both those services. Like, hmm, what do I want? <laughs> it's like fucking Comcast, dude. Yeah, Comcast plays a lot of fucking games. I'm actually kinda lucky because when I do move I'm gonna get cox cable and they really don't eh. they don't <laughs> they really don't fuck around too much no it's just they have their service here's the service and you know the i don't hear much bullshit from them so that's true i don't really hear much in the news from the, about them fucking up either i mean they are a smaller yeah. cable company they're not small but they're smaller than fucking comcast <laughs> you know i remember yeah. I, we had a delphia back Back east, oh, I don't God. think they exist anymore. No, they got they got swallowed up by like Time Warner. They got yeah. split up amongst amongst. But oh, I heard Adelphia was atrocious. Yeah, my I I remember many days. The only one who had cable was my uncle, and he fucking if you brought it up, he would curse it because he's cheap as fuck too. <laughs> so if you if you nickel and dime him, he freaks out. I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> I struggle. It's all about the struggle, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there hunting fucking city rats just to survive. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that fucking bad. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay, so... Tell me about New Horizon. This is fucking... Now, we're going to talk about New Horizon twice, I guess, but this was too cool not to mention. So, the original PlayStation was an amazing gaming machine, and a lot of console gamers first taste at digital victory. <laughs> but today's standards... By today's standards, it may not look like much... But the PlayStation housed some incredible games that were enjoyed by millions. It was all made possible by the MIPS R3000 processor inside the console, and it may surprise you that that old processor has been doing what what that old processor has been doing these days. NASA's New Horizon probe has just made its pass by Pluto, giving humanity the first ever close-up detailed image of the little planet that could. What made this all possible? The 32-bit, 12 megahertz. <laughs> 
MIPS R3000 processor running it. The same processor that ran your Final Fantasy VII Mega Sessions in the 90s. <laughs> of course, slight modifications were made to shield the processor from the harsh radiation of space, but it was the same processor. This isn't exactly news, just something that uh, we all need to understand. Even 90s tech can still be useful. Next, we will land on Mars with nothing but an N-Gage processor and old parts from a Sony Disman. It can happen if you believe. So I just – I read that and I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like I remember they, I remember when you told me about this, sir. You're like, it's not really news, but it needs to be told. Exactly. Like it's it's It kind of – it makes sense because the yeah. most – the most demanding medium for technology is entertainment. Yeah. Because human beings demand a lot. The graphics and audio and all that. But something as complicated as going to fucking Pluto <laughs> didn't even require that much. They could have put a fucking I-7 in there. Yeah. It's not like it would have cost that much, but they didn't have to. What's funny, it, what's funny though, is that you think about it and you're thinking like, fuck, a PS1? is powering that thing you know you know what's incredible so, which means there's no dlc content no you know there no online capabilities exactly none of that you know tomb raiders tits look like you know cone you know emergency cones that are left out there you know what's amazing to me though is you'll read the articles there there was a recent article about new horizon was having some some hiccups and it it, it would detect an issue that was happening and then it would automatically go into safety mode until it was addressed and i'm like that's pretty fucking complicated for a machine millions of miles away to do <laughs> i know right you know it's doing all this shit on a mips what the <laughs> fuck dude if you put a high seven in there i wonder it probably would have flown back and blown us up <laughs> no yeah, but, but it becomes skynet truth be told all the processor really needs to the the mo for a space probe the most important part of it is the machinery like what it's doing the processor just does the math yeah you know so it, it doesn't need all that crazy shit. the reason why we need i7s is because we're playing video games and fucking because we're a bunch of pussies making audio bullshit podcasts and <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right word uh many times people companies or someone does that something that's straight up bitch this is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. This Week's This Bitch is Warner Brothers. Uh, after, after footage of Warner Brothers Suicide Squad hit the internet, Warner Brothers went on a rampage to have all the footage released from the internet. Uh, shortly after the footage became widespread, Warner released the following statement. Quote, Warner Brothers Pictures and our anti-piracy team have worked tirelessly over the last 48 hours to contain the Suicide Squad footage that was pirated from Hall H on Saturday. Anti-piracy team. Yeah. Uh, There's no anti-piracy. This is the dudes. <laughs> this is a couple dudes in the office. It's a couple dudes in the IT department, you know. Right. Said uh, Sue Kroll, president of Worldwide Marketing International Distribution for Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, man, her monogram must look like an eye chart. Uh, quote, we have been unable to achieve that. We have been unable to achieve that goal. Today, we released the same footage that has been illegally circulating on the web <gasps> in the form it was created and high quality with which it was intended to be enjoyed. We regret this decision as it is our intention to keep the footage as a unique experience for the Comic-Con crowd. But we cannot continue to allow the film to be represented by the poor quality of the pirated footage stolen from our presentation. 
Dun, dun, dun. It has also been reported that Warner Brothers was upset as the footage was slated for fans of the comic and characters and not ready for the mass market. However, they released footage of Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice shortly after it was released in Comic-Con. Earlier in the year, Marvel was going to premiere the trailer for Age of um, Avengers Age of Ultron on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. program, but a leaker got it online shortly before the premiere. What did, Ma- what did Marvel say? Damn it, Hydra. And they released the footage earlier than expected, mm-hmm. and that was the end of it. Uh, earlier trailer, uh, every trailer has that was shown at Comic-Con was leaked and will eventually officially be released online. Deadpool, X-Men, and even the teaser trailer for Star Wars Rogue One during Star Wars Celebration in April. There's it, too many people in one room for there, someone not to sneak a bit of it. Exactly. And everybody has a camera in their pocket. Oh, totally, yeah. And nobody's going to have eyes everywhere to be able no. to, you know... And also, the staff of Comic-Con is, like, just normal people. Not like a fucking SWAT in there. I know, right? You know? Yeah. All of a sudden, Uh, some dude named Bruno was picking you up by the back (laughs) of your neck. You're not supposed to record this, boy. Exactly. Uh, It's something that's going to happen. Warner Brothers needs to chill out for a moment and realize that the feedback from the trailer was mostly positive and should be happy with that. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of concerns regarding that movie, but the trailer actually made people go, oh, okay. I actually kind of want to see this now. And now, oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say that you know, Warner Bro- one of Warner Brothers' chief complaints was the fact that, well, we- this was intended for people that knew the cast and knew what these characters were and didn't need to be explained. You know, so the fact that it's out there for people that don't even know anything about these characters, uh, we didn't that that shouldn't have been. And it's just like, really, shut up. You know what? Because you guys have been. Tweet, tweeting, Instagramming pictures from the movie countlessly. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sit there and say that this trailer, which actually will put a lot of that into perspective and make people go, oh yeah, I want to see that or, mm, nah, maybe not. It's like, give me a break. There's two things. Now, I fully agree. Their reaction to this was fucking stupid. <laughs> and and they are definitely the this bitch of this week. There's two things, though, that I do that kind of prove a point and also i agree with if that point was valid so obviously warner brothers is nervous as fuck okay they're making a movie first of all dc movies in general they're doing a whole new thing suicide squad is the guardians of the galaxy of the dc universe right now they're the one that nobody knows what's going to happen right um not to mention they're all villains and stuff like that right one thing i do 100 percent agree on yes it sucks that the majority of America saw the trailer in a real piss poor quality. It's obvious. It's obvious they want it to be a good presentation. Yeah. Okay, I get it. It's not that big of a deal, but I get why they would be kind of peeved about that. The whole bit about um, what was the last thing you just said was dumb. Oh, it's made for oh the fa- fans fans that don't. The only need reason description of the characters. <clears throat> the only reason I give a slight point to this is because if you do watch the trailer, you can tell. It's not really explaining anything. Yeah. When it shows Harley Quinn, it doesn't have to tell you it's Harley Quinn because we already know it's Harley Quinn. But not everybody does. So I get their point. But and, if you watch the trailer, it explains the team. Yeah, it explains it's, the general idea and, and, of the and, movie. And if that's the case, if, if their assertion is supposed to be that, why the fuck are you explaining the team at all? Exactly. And, yeah. and uh, basically what I'm saying is Warner Brothers is being – way too cautious 
yeah. about this shit. And they need to just kind of take it in stride, much like how Marvel does when something leaks. Just expect a leak. It's going to yeah. happen. Now, I do understand, too, because the Batman-Superman trailer, that's a polished trailer. Yeah. And and also, you're a little safer with that because Batman. everyone knows Batman and Superman. If you don't know who Batman or Superman are, you've been under a fucking rock for like 100 <laughs> years. World War II vets know Batman. <laughs> well, that's but, true. Um, but I just... You know, I I'm, I'm not agreeing with them. I just I understand the point, but they need to calm down. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. It, like it was funny because like uh, and those of you that uh, that go to the show notes, I actually linked this story to an opinion piece about it. Um, and the only reason I linked that was because I wanted the quote. Uh, that's why I linked it to that. It was because I, I hate wanted... when I have to do that. Yeah, because I like want... an entire article because I want one sentence. Yeah, because I I wanted the quote from Warner Brothers. That's why I linked the article. So don't people say like, well, that's just an opinion. No, I wanted the quote. I know it's an opinion. It says right there on the on the fucking page. Uh, but there was a story that um, Polygon did. Oddly enough, that this opinion piece came from there too. Uh, Polygon did talking about how Warner Brothers is so ass backwards in regards to uh dmca because they said that um there's certain rules that will allow you to use a trailer under fair use and basically i'm not going to search out the the actual line in it but basically it means that if you show the the trailer in its entirety without talking over it or using it for any kind of you know dissection or commentary Commentary, you're just basically reposting the trailer if you show it in segments and you're talking about it and you have commentary over it where you can't enjoy it as like one piece, then that's okay. It's okay under fair use. But the pro- And they said most of the, the movie the- movie studios, Paramount, Marvel, all of them honor that. They said, but Warner Brothers is the one that can't decide what they want to do. This one guy who does that says he's gotten some from Warner Brothers, a cease and desist on that, even though he did it the same way he does other ones. And was saying that Warner Brothers does not have a, a straight policy, you know, at, in well, regards to fair. Warner, I mean, and, and it all boils down to who's running the show. Who are the CEOs at Warner Brothers? What do they think? What what's what's important to them? What's their decisions? I mean, you have some companies that are run by younger people. I mean, Marvel is probably run by. Marvel is Mar- yeah, Disney owns it, but Disney gives Marvel the reins. Marvel is owned by fans. It's owned by comic book professionals. Warner Brothers, like I've said earlier, is an entertainment company. They're they're trying they're, the bottom line is it's a still bit old school. It's still old school. Exactly. And they're if they're smoking cigars and talking about fucking mergers yeah, and with shit. their monocles and shit. Right. Uh, but you have I don't like, know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you have Twentieth Century Fox. Remember that leaked uh, VX trailer of from Deadpool. You I was know. I'm surprised how 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 uh, Fox has been handling that situation. Yeah, and same thing. They've been really cool about it. Same thing with Lucas Films. They haven't really been like well, because George Lucas doesn't run it anymore. He was, and that's like I said, it depends on who's running the show. Because Lucas was a dick when yeah. it came to leaks. Like he would freak. He would like he want to sue everybody, and it's like calm the fuck down. <laughs> First of all, you can't sue anybody for leaking the um the second trilogy because nobody liked it anyway. Right. <laughs> So we were just warning people before they went and wasted their money. <laughs> exactly. We're saving them money. <laughs> All right. If you would like to recommend a This Bitch for the podcast, please recommend it to us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, one word, using hashtag This Bitch. All right. So if you liked what you heard, then go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And once you subscribe, you'll automatically receive all our podcast content. Excuse me. Two shows twice a week. We'll 
we make it extremely easy for you because, as Adam explained, I'm all about the free. Adam's about the fuck you. It's pretty much. Oh, no, you know, I mean, what are you going to do for me kind of attitude, I guess. <laughs> a more PC way of saying right. it. Uh, Adam's email address is adam at thelazygeeks.com. Yes, right. <laughs> so you can let you can tell him what you'll do for him. Hey, I don't give a fuck. All right. Because <laughs> he's about that knife. Right. Speaking of getting in contact with us, why don't you drop some comments, make us happy about ourselves. iTunes, Stitcher, any other wide variety of places that I randomly uploaded the podcast RSS feed to (laughs) so many years ago. Um, Now, if you subscribe to the RSS feed over on the website, you, of course, can go right back to the website, thelazygeeks.com. Leave us a comment on there. And tell Um, us how New New York is not part of New England. (laughs) Right. Because New Yorkers are just so fun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually really, I actually really like New York. <laughs> I do too. I love New York. I can't say that openly when I'm in my family's home, but I mean, I, I, I like, I like New York City. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and if you have some ideas or topics for the show, that don't be afraid to share them with us. You can uh, hit us up everywhere: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, uh, Snapchat, all. Under the moniker, the Lazy Geeks, all one word. So I can't make it any easier than that. Now that I'm done smacking the mic. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Um, you could just simply send us an email, too, if you'd like. The geeks at thelazygeeks.com. Um, I'm sure Steve checks it. I actually need to uh, – I keep forgetting. I need to get, <laughs> I need to set that up for my Outlook. I never fucking check it. I feel like such a douchebag. At the end of every show, I'm telling people to send emails, and then I don't check. You know. <laughs> yeah, I have it all set up on my Outlook. Mine, the the, the geeks, and, and my uh, basically my spam email for <laughs> my Gmail. You know when the stores go, oh, can we have your email address? I send them to that. Right. <laughs> all right. That is it for this edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.